0: I can't The to is Rabenu was very strict about something. And that thing was guarding uh, your money. That a person should guard his money very, very much with a great uh, safeguarding. He should keep his money safe as much as possible. To make sure that uh, none of it gets lost. Rabbeinu would, uh, would... What do you call it? He was very strict and he, was, uh, he got like... Upset at those and he mocked those who those people who were lazy and hapless. She called him the Shonashkinik and which uh in Yeshish they call Slamazanik, it, it's like an unfortunate person who would uh, what's he called lose their money. Kismanimbe it m bite lat feel, bigot do fila via monkey de fanes veto, because Rabbenu says a person spends time, effort he spends time where he nullifies himself from studying Torah, from praying, and his toil, and his effort um, in work, just to earn a profit, to be able to provide for his household. And afterwards, when the money reaches him, he becomes a lazy or hapless individual. He didn't pay attention to himself at all. didn't pay attention to the money. Meaning, Rabban was saying, you're doing Bitur Torah to go earn a living. You're going to go spend time away from Torah, And you're going to go earn a living. Money which you spend hard hard, uh, effort on. Effort and time uh, to go earn. And now whenever you get the money, you're not going to care. You're going to let it just fly out of your pocket or this or that. You're not going to care what happens to it. You're not going to pay attention to it. Look at this line, Rabbanu says. The money of an upright Jewish man requires guarding like the eye in a person's head Just like you need to guard your eyes Just like literally the eye We have to guard with all our might So too a person's money So too the money that we earn When we go out to work And we put literally It's what uh, Rabbanu calls For you're putting your blood And your your sweat Into earning a living And uh, now a person has to be Very careful to make sure That every dollar that he earns Is guarded And uh Uh, kept safely and that also means not to spend it on things that are stuyot, on stupid things that we do not need on luxuries and things that are that are excessive and any single time it happened that one of Rabbeinu's followers lost a certain amount of money as they were traveling they came before Rabbeinu complaining before him saying how is it that I lost this money this time and they came to Rabbeinu for advice Rabban would literally embarrass them. Obviously, uh, doing it with a very proper kavana. Rabban would rebuke his student. Meodar very much about this. For the fact that they did not guard their money properly, with the proper, um, with the uh, what do you call, it? with the proper safety. Rabbanu was saying you spend time away from Torah, from mitzvot, from things that are important. And of course, going to earn a living is important. But Rabbanu was saying that. It's a sacrifice that you're doing to stop yourself from engaging in Torah and Abu Dhabi Hashem to go earn a living, right? You are essentially losing time from Torah to go put money on the table. Now, not to say that there's not Abu Dhabi Hashem there, but Rabbanu is saying that, of course, the ideal is to study Torah as much as possible, to work as much as you need for a living, and then after that to study and engage in Abu Dhabi Hashem. And yet, a person spends the time away from Torah to go earn a living, to go put, money on his ta- to go put food on his table. And you're gonna be, you're gonna be lazy in guarding it. Rabenu used to get very angry at his students saying, "How do you allow yourself to go uh, nullify your time from Torah, seize cease uh, study of Torah, and then to be c- not careful whenever you earn your money, not to care about what happens to it?" Se Pebet, two hundred eighty-two. Amar once told an individual, ki It's a beautiful chidush Rabbenu brings us. When a person separates himself from the tzaddikim, it's as if they serve idol worship. It's as if, as if they serve idols. It's as if they're doing idol worship. Kitab HaZol kadosh. for Rabbanu proves it, as it's brought down in the Holy Zohar, Tikkun Zohar, specifically Tikkun 21, page 58a, The tzaddik, he represents the point of the letter Dalit. If you look at the letter Dalit, you'll see that there's a point that extends past the vertical bar, which is different than the resh, for the resh is immediately connected from the um, uh, horizontal bar at the top to the vertical bar at the bottom. It's essentially not a bar, it's like a curve. It's like um, um, it's like a curve, almost like a C, a little bit different. That's more like a chaf, but it stops, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what do you call it? it just, it's just one continuous flow. Essentially the resh, whereas the dalit is like two bars, they look very similar, but the dalit is more uh, what do you call it? It's more, um, uh, what do you call it? Linear, it's more one line, one line, whereas the resh is like a curve. The dalit has a vertical bar at the t- uh, a horizontal bar at the top, sorry, that extends past the vertical bar. So the point, there's a point past the vertical bar that there's like a little point over there, and the the uh, what do you call it? Um, the zohar kadosh says that that little point over there. Is, represents the Tzadikim. Represents the Tzadik. Um, that the Tzadik is the point um, that extends past that vertical bar in the letter Dalet, as you see. Whereas the Resh doesn't have that point. And the significance of that is that when you separate yourself from the Tzadikim, which is the point of the letter Dalet, essentially what you're doing is you're separating that point of the letter Dalit, which takes place in the letter Echad. If you take the word Echad which represents God's oneness, His unity. Echad, God is one. If you take the the last letter of the word Echad which is Dalit, and you take away that point for the fact that you've separated, for a person who has separated himself from the Tzaddik which represents that point, it no longer becomes Echad anymore But now it becomes Aleph, Chet and Ghesh. For now there's no separation. There's no difference between now there's no point, which now, if there's no point in the letter Dalet, it becomes a Resh, for it's all one um, curved bar. It's one curved, uh, what do you call it? design. The Dalit is what separates, the, the point of the letter Dalet is what separates the Dal from the Resh. But now that you take away that point, it becomes a Resh, for it's one continuous uh, sequence. And now you create the word akhir, not Echad, but akhir, which really represents the other one. What is akher? Shehu kel akher. represents the other gods. As is brought down in the Adibot, the Ten Commandments. Kfirut, this represents atheism, serving idols, God forbid. So now Rabban was explaining when you separate yourself from the point of the letter Dalit, which is the tzaddik, you are separating yourself from God's unity, creating this idol worship. and for now Rabban explains, a person's essential faith in God's unity which is the, which is our entire emunah as a Jewish people. We believe in the, the one phrase, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. This idea of being Echad, that Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, the God is one. Only, Rabbanu says, the essential way to believe in that unity, is through the true tzadikim. Shem kotza Dalit, dalet, Echad ve'chanat. For they represent the point of the letter dalet, of the word Echad. And if you separate yourself from that, it becomes God forbid, God forbid. We see this in several different places in the writings of Rabeinu in Nikotel Moran, lesson ten, um, section five. Also lesson twenty-two, section three. See over there in those places, this idea of emunat uh, um or drawing closer to the true tzaddikim. For true. And the primary way to gain emuna to have emuna depends on drawing close to the truth because may we have the merit to do so I heard in Rau's name that he said regarding the younger people that it was happening at the time um Rabbeinu was noticing this, and he said that the majority of them, after just getting married, many of them during their Tfilot as they were praying, they were confused in their Tfilot. They couldn't focus because of the fact that they regretted so much that they did not properly sanctify themselves during the act of marital relations with their, uh, with their wives. And because they felt as if they weren't holy enough during that act, they were getting confused in the tefilot. They felt improper before God. Therefore, afterwards, when they uh, got up to pray, And uh, to pray to God, it was very difficult for them. It was very difficult for them to pray. And Rabenu was uh, very what do you call? He warned us very much about this, not to, to be discouraged in this at all, not to be mentally discouraged. What happened happened. During prayer, during the time where a person gets up to pray, a person needs to forget everything completely, to overpower everything, all the bad thoughts, all the immoral thoughts, and to pray with simcha. This is what uh, Rabbi Chaim Vital writes in the introduction to Shara Kavanot, as was uh, directed from the Aghi Kadosh, The Aghi Kadosh said it's forbidden to pray if you're not the simcha. Meaning a person, the main thing a person needs to do when he gets up to pray is to be happy. For how can you enter the chamber of the king if you're not happy, if you're in sadness? A person needs to be happy constantly, no matter what. This is what Rabbi Yitzchel once said, that even a bala even a person who commits sins, over and over, a person who is a master of sinning, God forbid, he needs to be happy. For Committing sin does not mean that you need to fall into depression for it. Yes, of course, there's a, teshuva, there's, a place, there's a time to break your heart, of course, to do teshuva. That's the time of it, bododudu. that's the time to reflect, whatever that time is, whenever you decide. But the rest of the day, a person needs to be happy, and that applies even to a It Doesn't mean that because you sin, you do not have the right to be happy. Many people make that mistake. And speaking on a personal level too, we we fall into that mistake and think just because we sin, we cannot be happy. God doesn't want us to be happy. We have to constantly feel bad. No, there's a time to, to regret, and there's a time. And when we when we're broken harder properly, that will really feel. Rabbi teaches us. But we have to be besimcha, as Rabbi Shlomo Kaduna said. Even a baal averam has the chiyuv to be besimcha. It's an awesome piece of advice what Rabbi Sal Kaduna is telling us in the name of Rabenu. A person needs to force himself to be happy constantly, no matter what the circumstances are. Rabenu said, abad Now Rabenu gives us a true meaning, the deeper meaning behind Abad binyamin's uh, saying in the Gemara, in the Gemara, Gemara Brachot, page five b. Shalzeh, Abba Binyamin was pained over this. He felt bad over this. Uh, what, what did Abba Binyamin feel bad over? That he was constantly making sure that his prayer was next to his uh, bed. Uh, that he felt that he, he needed his prayer to be next to his bed. What does that mean? Rabbanu explains. When it says bed, it represents the language of relations. This is what it means. That, what, that Abu, Abu, Abu bin Yamin said, I was always paying for this all my days that I, I needed to make sure that my prayer was next to my bed. What does that mean? That Abba bin Yamin was saying that what? That he felt he, that he always needed to force himself, that he could pray properly immediately after having marital relations without being confused at all on this subject. Just like these children, these younger people were having this problem, Rabban was saying, this is what Abba bin Yamin was saying, that he always made sure that he would pray with the proper kavanah, with the proper intention, without being confused, immediately after having marital relations, that he wouldn't be confused by that, even if it wasn't properly sanctified, to the best, to the highest level that he wanted. So, we see the importance here. Do not beat yourself up over this act, especially um, when it comes to getting to pray. It could be with anything. You felt you did something wrong before and you got angry. This that it doesn't matter, start again. You have to you have to start brand new all the time, even many times a day. Ramanu teaches us that's the obligation of a Jew. The, the main thing is, Hayom. It's, it's right now as we're going to study, God willing. Um, in not tomorrow's podcast, but in two days' podcast, um, as we're going to uh see there. That's it for today. We'll continue in the next episode. See if we're spared of this